Hello, welcome to Back Pocket Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Abelson, executive coach and founder of The Defined Leader. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Let's get into it. I want to talk today about something that I think has really, I don't want to oversell this, but has revolutionized my day-to-day life. I think we all know, and we've seen this in a lot of places, sort of the importance of a really, really strong morning routine, right? Waking up, doing some stretches, meditation, water, what have you, all of all of the things. There have been countless books, blogs, podcasts written about the power of a morning routine. And all of that is great. And I think all of that is incredibly helpful and also is something that I really, really strive to do. But here's the thing. You cannot, and I can't stress this enough, you cannot have a great morning routine unless you also have a really good evening routine. And in fact, I would argue that an evening routine, sort of an end of day routine, whatever you want to call it, is actually much more important than the morning routine. And here's why. You can't have a successful morning if your afternoon is, if you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And a lot of us are that way. And it makes sense, right? You have a really busy day at work. You run home and you have to pick up your kids from school or aftercare and you have to take them to their activities. And then you have to come home and make dinner and clean out lunch boxes, you know, do all of the things, prep for the next day. And then by the time you put your kids down, if your kids are small or by the time your kids go to bed on their own, all you want to do is crash on the couch with a glass of red wine and like zone out to Netflix. I get it. I've been there. I was there just last week. (laughs) It's a really, really common experience and something that I think that we all go through. But what happens is then when we wake up, we're kind of behind the eight ball already because we have not prepared for the day ahead. And so there's a couple of things that I really like to do to prepare for the day ahead because I can't change a lot of the things that happen in the afternoon. My kids come home from school and they're hungry and they're, you know, they're wanting all of the things. Thursdays are particularly busy days for us because we have we have gymnastics and we have swim team and we come home late and my kids need to eat and there's homework and you know all of the things. And so and I'm recording this episode on a Thursday so it's really top of mind for me. But I still want to make sure that I have a really great morning. And so what do I do? I have an end of day routine. And I sometimes have to break this out into two parts because that's just life and sort of what happens. But before I am done working for the day, I spend about 10 minutes, about-ish, kind of going through, making sure I've answered any emails I have I've yet to answer, going through all of my post-it notes. If you could see my desk right now, I have a lot of post-it notes and sort of making sure that I do something with all of the notes that I have taken, either jotted down ideas or made a point to, like if I wrote somebody's name down, that means I need to follow up with that person. So make, put time on my calendar to follow up with that person. So I can really process all of my notes and do something with them for the next day. And then I can throw away those, those post-it notes too, because 
the physical clutter on my desk creates a lot of mental clutter in my head. It makes it really, really hard for me to focus. And for a person who struggles with attention, anything that I can do to help reduce that lack of focus is really, really helpful. So processing any notes that I have, whether it is on a post-it note, whether it is on a notebook, whether it's on my phone, doing something with it is really, really helpful for me. The next thing that I do is take a look at my calendar and see, okay, what meetings do I actually have? Are they still happening? And really make sure that I see how much free time I have versus how much time is blocked by meetings. The reason that this is important is because this allows me then to see if I have two hours of open space, then that allows me to figure out, okay, what can I reasonably do in in two hours? If I have four hours of open space, what can I reasonably do in four hours? If I have zero open space, if I'm in back-to-back meetings all day, I'm not going to plan on doing anything else. The overachiever in us, which is a lot of us, we're still going to create a really, really long to-do list, even if we have no blank space in our calendar. And I try to be really intentional to say, okay, I have 30 minutes. What can I reasonably do in 30 minutes? Then that's the thing I'm going to pick for my to-do list to do the next day. Everything else I'm going to have to find another time or maybe deprioritize or ask somebody else to help me with. Really, really important. It This helps to set us up for not only success, but it also helps us feel better because there's nothing that makes you feel worse at the end of the day is that feeling of like, oh gosh, I did not get through my to-do list. I haven't finished everything that I wanted to get done. That feeling is incredibly demotivating. But when you create your to-do list to actually align with how much time you have, that creates momentum, that creates confidence, and that allows you to actually get things done without beating yourself up for the things that you have not done. Okay, that brings me to my next point. I don't do this all the time. I probably wish that I did, but I don't. I really like at the end of the day, especially not if I'm not feeling great, I like to make a done list. Not a to-do list, but a done list. I take out a piece of paper and I write down all of the things that I have done today. Met with two clients, recorded a podcast, reached out to this person for a collaboration, made dinner, ordered groceries, all of the things that I have done. This is different than crossing things off of a to-do list. I actually write them down. The process of writing things down, again, of writing it down helps you, one, to remember all of the things that you've done. (laughs) It actually helps to put in the perspective that feeling of, oh gosh, I haven't done anything. It actually helps to turn that feeling on its head. But also it just reinforces, because you're writing it down, it reinforces the the idea that, hey, you're actually getting a lot of things done. And it's kind of like a, a nice little pat on the back. It is amazing how that little activity can help you feel so much better and so much more energized for the next day. The next thing that I do is I think about my workout. I think about my meals. I think about all of those things too. It, for me, I know that I like to work out in the morning before my kids wake up. (laughs) It's just sort of the only time that works for me. Not saying you have to do this, but what I'm, what happens nine times out of 10, if I don't prepare is I spend that time thinking about, Oh, am I going to do a strength workout? Or am I going to ride on my Peloton? Am I going to yoga? Am I going to do whatever? And then all of a sudden 30 minutes has gone by and I've literally done nothing. Just thinking about like, Oh, what should I do? probably scrolling Instagram, (laughs) to be honest. And so I try to decide, pre-decide 
what I'm actually going to do. That And so then in the morning, I can just wake up, put on my clothes that I've also laid out already. I like put out my, my workout clothes the night before. So I don't have to worry about like, you know, searching for stuff in the dark. I just, they're by my door. I get up, I put them on, I go downstairs and I do my workout that I pre-selected for myself the day before. I also, I pour my water the night before, mostly because I'm too lazy in the morning. And if I don't do it, I'm not going to drink it. And I'm just going to drink coffee first thing. And that's not good for me. Not good for any of us probably. So I I pre-pour my water. So I just kind of make it as simple as possible for me to go and do those things. So doing that sort of small end of day routine, and you can do this at the end of your workday. You can do this at the end of your actual day. I break it out into two pieces most of the time. It really helps you prepare really, really well for the following day. It allows you to end the day feeling motivated, feeling confident, and it allows you to feel prepared for whatever comes your way the next day. I'd love to know if you try this and what else you might add to an end of day routine that could help you feel like you are in control. The other thing I want to add too is I I have a little quiz that I have shared that allows you to understand where your time is going and perhaps where your time might be leaking. If you feel like you are busy all the time and like you're just not necessarily getting as much done as you want to be, check out the short quiz. It'll help you understand where your time actually is going and help you get more in control of your time. The link to the quiz is going to be in the show notes. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And I can't wait to check in with you next time. As always, thank you so much to listening to Back Pocket Coach. It's always such a pleasure to be here with you. Reach out to me with questions, with comments, with your thoughts and your takeaways through email or my website at thedefinedleader.com. You can always find me hanging out on LinkedIn or on Instagram. My goal is to be your back pocket coach to help you create impact, to have influence, and to have that inner sense of joy so that when you wake up on Monday morning, you love your job. Thank you so much for being here, and I will see you next time. 